Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for our fifth and final episode. I'm joined again by Nick Gallo, the Chief Servant Officer at Compliance Line, and we're exploring five books of the 100 that Nick has read this year. So, Nick, first of all, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Tom. Glad to be here, man. So, Nick, on our final book, we have selected The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. I was wondering if you could tell us why you selected this book. The short-term thinking has always kind of graded against me. And I remember learning about GE when I was in undergrad, and they were held up as you know a great example of an organization that had its accounting right, and they were always able to hit their quarterly earnings. Uh, they never missed their earnings. This is while, you know, Jack Welsh was running the company. And I remember hearing that and I remember kind of thinking that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like you're doing all these accounting games just to kind of hit the short term number over the long run. If it's a good company, we'll know. And if it's a bad company, we'll also know. So that short term thinking kind of graded against me initially. And then as we got into the investing game and into the private equity game, both on the buy side and the sell side, my brother and I, we saw kind of firsthand how short-term thinking can destroy a lot of value, not just in terms of like dollars and profit and stuff like that, but in terms of the quality of life or the opportunity cost of, you know, the impact that you could achieve with this portfolio company that you weren't able to achieve because you had to do something over the short term. So Simon Sinek is a guy who's, you know, I haven't read a book of his that I haven't really enjoyed a lot. And this long-term mentality was something I'm interested in because it's really what we try to take to compliance line, the long-term focus, managing a business over the long-term, as opposed to managing it over five and seven year little stints, I think is a superior way to run a business. It's how you run your own life and so forth. And I was interested to kind of hear Simon Sinek's take on this concept of an infinite versus a finite game and how to actually you know, do it right. So Nick, when I was in college, the philosophies and teachings of Milton Friedman were becoming more to the fore. This was in the mid-70s. And it was shareholder value, shareholder value, shareholder value. And that really led many companies to move from not just increasing profits, but to focusing solely on profits, profit maximization. In the 50s, we saw what they called runaway shops, clothing manufacturers moving from Northeast into the Carolinas to get away from unions. This was even beyond that. Jettisoning uh, innovation. This was jettisoning working with local communities. It was jettisoning such things as pensions. And it was in, in many ways jettisoning employees. And then as we moved into the 80s and we sort of went through the merger miasma of Greenvale, we began to focus on not profit maximization, but quarterly profit maximization. And not what have you done for me today, but what have you done for me this quarter? And, you know, next month is a new quarter. What are you going to do for me then? And that pressure was really dramatic. And I can remember the first corporation I worked for orientation meeting was we are focused on our quarterly numbers. And you as a lawyer, if you have to stay up all night finishing contracts till 1159, then we can recognize that revenue. And that's good. And so is that sort of mentality. Now we have had some change in that. And many worry that things like that led to income inequality and other issues that bedevil the country today. But we've had to move away from that. Certainly the statement of purpose of a corporation by the Business Roundtable. We have the NASDAQ putting forth a, a regulation that companies include diverse 
boards now. They'll probably will be adopted by the Securities and Exchange Commission. So in a wide variety of areas, we've moved away from that. Do you think the infinite game really helps us to understand that process? I do. I do. I'm glad you brought up the Friedman thing, because that is really a massive departure and probably casts the largest shadow on you know the general sentiment toward capitalism right now. And it is materially different from what was described in 1776 by Adam Smith and the Wealth of Nations. In there, he said, a business primary focus should be its customer. This is, you know, he found that to be extremely obvious because a company that doesn't take care of its customers is obviously not going to be, be around very long. So a company's job is to focus on its customers and focus on the needs of the company second. Well, to your point, when Friedman came out, it turned the purpose of, a, of an organization from this sort of broader, more, more holistic entity within a, a community or a country or something to this myopic, to your point, focused on maximizing shareholder value. He said in, in his article that the primary responsibility of any free market enterprise is to make money, and that money belongs to the owners or the shareholders of the company. So that shift, by definition, a priority, like a priority, whatever's in the top priority, it, it only has one seat. You know what I'm saying? So like, whatever the top thing is, that's going to govern everything else. That's the capstone to the pyramid. That's the god of the company. When the god of the company becomes money and profits and maximizing profits, well, then it leads to all these things that you're talking about. It leads to the Wells Fargo thing and it leads to all these other violations because now the name of the game is not, I mean, what's in the top spot? It's making money. Okay, well, then I'm going to bend rules and I'm going to step over lines and so forth. I'm going to put integrity secondary to that goal of profit maximization. It creates an environment that allows for a lot of bad behaviors that we in our job and industry are kind of fighting against. And you can always seem to kind of trace it back to that short-term thinking that kind of plagues everything now. At least inspired by the example of Amazon and Jeff Bezos, who was very public about in the early days of uh, any, even to today, that Amazon is not around for the short-term play. He would take losses. He would do things differently. And he was focused on the long-term. Now, he was uniquely situated because I believe he was the majority owner at that point of the company. But that was seemed to be completely antithetical to the Jack Welch model. And we have to acknowledge Mr. Bezos has been very successful. Well, I mean, just think about how something grows. Like nothing grows on this sort of straight line with a constant curve. That's not how anything in life grows. Things grow, you know, if you plant a seed, I mean, just chart how, how tall a seed is over its life. That path is very para- parabolic. It even looks like an S. And so those inflection points don't necessarily happen in nice bite-sized two to three year periods that correspond with a private equity fund uh, raising a new one or quarterly earnings in the case of a public company. So it seems super revolutionary, but it's kind of a function of where everyone's heads are at with respect to, hey, quarterly earnings are the thing. These CEOs who I, I actually look up to a lot, and a couple of them were highlighted in this book called The Outsiders. These are these atypical CEOs and a large portion of them, they wouldn't give any quarterly earnings. And I, I just always thought, man, that's how I would do it. Because how do I know what's, what's going to happen in, in a quarter unless I'm spending a ton of effort with a bunch of off-balance sheet you know, accounting games to hit it? It seems like a bunch of wasted effort. And so folks like that who were able to take that long-term view and frankly become a success is another wind in our sail, you know, another uh, gust of wind in our sail to stay on this course and you know, not sort of fall victim to this shorter-term thing that we think kind of plagues or bedevils to you, to use your, your word, a lot of maybe most organizations in our, our space or the whole economy. Nick, how does building trust with your employees really help facilitate this type of approach? So that's a really good question. So it facilitates the approach because the glue to the company is trust, right? It's either 
fake trust or, or real trust. People are either going to be fake toward you because they want their paycheck or they're going to be real toward you because they know that they've earned their paycheck. So the first thing we did when we came into the company, we flipped the org chart upside down. We put ourselves as the, at the bottom. That was a trust positive move in and of itself. I mean, we're always talking about this stuff, right? We're always talking about long-term focus. We're always talking about we're running this company over the long-term. We're going to do what's best for the business over the long-term. As people started to believe that, their guard began to come down and they could engage in a more authentic level. And some of that baggage that they were carrying with them from other jobs where they got screwed over or they got knifed in the back or whatever, all that jadedness, as we've been able to start to melt that stuff away, you get a level of engagement that like, you just can't point at. Like, I'm not walking around with a riding crop because we're all animated and we're running toward the same goal. We all want to make the world a better workplace. And, you know, I think we built trust by sharing profits and telling people the good news and telling them the bad news and, you know, just being authentic about what we're going through. I mean, think of how bizarre it would be if, if I'm the captain and we're all on the ship and there's a big storm coming and I don't tell anybody about it. Well, we're all on this journey together. It's normal to do that. And again, when you take this long-term focus, when you take this infinite view, you now have time for that. I have time to invest in somebody to get them to where they need to be. You know, they have the right heart, but they don't have the right skills. Great. Let's get them to where they need to be. A client is struggling and they, they don't have budget for the upgrade. Okay, well, then I can give you that upgrade now because I know that I'm going to earn your business over the next 10 years. And that's really what I'm going for. I'm not just trying to maximize how many nickels can I shake out of your pockets this year. I want to keep a client for a long time. I want, I want to keep a teammate forever. So I think in focusing on that long-term and that infinite game, and really trying to lean into situations where we can build trust by, you know, like I, like I was saying, admitting that we don't have all the answers or admitting our faults or, you know, apologizing when things screw up. You just end up hitting this tipping point of a parabolic unleashing of the things. As Hitton was saying, there's a ton of magic in, in our workforces and we're all just kind of going on the Indy 500. We're running this race with a bunch of flat tires and that trust can really seal those tires up and help us run down the road faster. Well, Nick, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time. And since it's been a fascinating series, I hope our listeners will have enjoyed this as much as you and I have recording it. And certainly I did rereading or re-researching the books that we've selected. This has been a ton of fun. I just wanted to thank you. Thank you so much for having me, man. I really enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. If you want to stay up to date on the latest innovations in compliance and help your business run more efficiently, subscribe to this podcast and help spread the word by leaving a review.